This episode of The Sleeper and the Bus is brought to you by Out of the Park Baseball 18, the best baseball strategy game ever made. Available now on PC, Mac, and Linux platforms. It's officially licensed by MLB and MLBPA, allowing you to take any team from any era, from any level, and run it the way you want with unprecedented depth, control, and authenticity. New for this year, 2017 opening day rosters, historic Negro League integration, run the ultimate what-if scenarios, tournaments, fall leagues, a redesigned injury system, an improved 3D game, real-time presentation, and game highlights, improved player morale, and team chemistry, and so much more. Out of the Park Baseball 18 has the full sleeper in the bust stamp of approval. We all play it and have for years. Even better, if you buy now through the Sleeper in the Bust podcast, you'll receive a special 10% discount off the retail price of $39.99 by going to ootpdevelopments.com, click on the order banner, and just enter the code SLEEPER18 at checkout to not only get a discount, but also help support the Sleeper in the Bust, indie sports video game development, and all the people who work to bring you the great game of Out of the Park Baseball 18. Once again, just go to ootpdevelopments.com, click on the order banner, then enter the code SLEEPER18 at checkout for a special discount and to support our show. Guys, I, I'm obsessed with this game. It is so much fun. Um, I played a lot of OTP17. You guys have heard me talk about my Twitch streams, twitch.tv slash pspore24. I was streaming my 17 franchise over there. I, I, I did a fantasy draft in 1995. I was able to get Ken Griffey Jr., and Pedro Martinez. I don't know what the computer was thinking there, uh, letting letting both of those guys get there. I took Pedro with my first pick, and then and then got Ken Griffey Jr. I haven't started my new eighteen one for um, for streams yet, but I'm going to. And I'm actually just gonna gonna start over. I, I I won the World Series that first year with the with the seventeen team, but I'm gonna start a new one. We'll do the draft at some point soon, so stay tuned for that. But out of the park is is just so much fun. You've heard me talk about. Uh, other baseball video games I like, they're, they're two different experiences. This is the sim, in-depth, management sort of deal, and then the other game is, is playing. So um, I absolutely love this game. One last time, ootpdevelopments.com. Sleeper18 is, is your discount code. Uh, that lets them know that we, that we sent you there, and they give you a little bit of uh, a little bit off the top as well. If you do play the game, let me know. Let me know what you're doing with it. Let me know what, uh, what team you're going with, whether you're starting historically or going from now. Uh, if you do the fantasy draft, hit me up on Twitter, at Spora. I love kind of seeing how people go because it, it doesn't just play out 100% to, to history. Things can change and you can have guys you know you can have a failed prospect that actually pans out for you so i I love seeing that stuff definitely hit me up there um and 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 thanks for supporting the show by by going to ootpdevelopments.com Welcome to episode 454 of The Sleeper and the Bust. It is Saturday, May 6th. I'm your host, Paul Spore, joined by Jason Collette. Jason, how's it going? Um, I have come to the realization we are not allowed to have nice things in fantasy baseball. Nope. nope. Not allowed anymore. Nope, 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 nope. nope. Uh, I, uh, you know, we got the, the, the bad news that James Paxton's hitting the disabled list, and for that I blame you and Eno for talking him up on Thursday and how awesome he has been. Multiple uh, people said that as they were listening to the podcast... So that was like the day after. As they were listening to the podcast, they go and like they're browsing on the web after that. And then that's when they saw the DL news. Like as they're hearing us say, you know, he could be top 10, y'all. Like don't, don't rule out that this could be a top 10 season. So yeah, we, we, we absolutely jinxed the hell out of that. Yeah. So that's, that's going on. Uh, we get the, I'm, I'm showering after running and doing yard work and playing wiffle ball outside today. And I get the alert that Noah Syndergaard won't be able to throw for six for at weeks. At least six weeks. Yeah. yeah. Not coming back in six weeks. Won't be able to throw a baseball for six weeks, which will, which you could probably stick another three to four on top of that. Honestly, at if least. he throws a pitch before the All-Star break, I will be surprised. Yes. Uh, then we have Zach Britton going back on the disabled list. Um, forearm strain. This is, I mean, he's his season right now, and we're actually going to do a closer bit today. His season's playing out like peril. Wade Davis's did last year with the with the multiple yes. forearm issues. And um, I, I don't like to play the "I told you so" card, but but we did this. This is what we warned about. 
I think I was lower on Britain than a lot of people, and I yeah. said, when you come off that amazing season, there's only one way to go down. And I think I even invoked the name of Wade Davis when I'll give, when I'll I said that. I'll give you that, that love. I, I wasn't. No, I, 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 yeah, I, I think this is one of the areas you and I disagreed yeah, on. Yeah, I was still I, loving Britain. The only thing that did deter me a little bit was when he got hurt in spring, I did back off. Because originally I was saying, you know what? I would take him right there with, with Chapman, maybe, you know, maybe over Chapman, right? That, you know, Jansen Chapman and, and Britain order him how you want. Then he gets hurt. He comes back. And then I said, okay, well, it's Jansen Chapman clearly. Then I jumped down to Britain, but that's only a move to like definitive third. So you, you were very cautious on Britain. Well, then I could buy, I'll throw myself under the bus because I was all in on, on Ken Giles and Edwin Diaz. And so far, both those guys have sucked. It's almost as if. And, and stick with me on this one. This is a crazy thought. Closers are garbage. <laughs> and the most annoying thing to deal with in this game. It's almost as if. But that's all right. Go spend all your fab on Bud Norris because he's amazing. I'm only kind of kidding. I've been calling for Bud Norris to be a reliever for a good like decade eight years. now. Yeah. <laughs> and so I actually do have a little... A little tinge of excitement here with, uh, with, with what he's able to do. But again, we will do a closer section. We'll talk about some, some situations that are a little bit in peril. Uh, we'll get an idea of what you should put on Brad Brock if he was, if he was cut back into your pool, right? Some people probably just held him and boy, aren't they looking good today. But of course, we're going to start, uh, with, with a leadoff question of the day and it is pickup related. And I'm curious, a week later, Last week we were like, okay, we love him. He's great, but like what, how long is he going to be up? You know, like what, what's really going to happen with Cody Bellinger? Things have changed in that week. He has raked, uh, Adrian Gonzalez has gone on the disabled list for the first time in his career or, or is he going or, or has he officially gone? I don't know if he's officially gone. I thought he was going. No, I thought he, he is. was, he is. Yeah, he's right elbow soreness. So first time in his career. So you got that clearing the way for Bellinger right now for at least, at least another 10 days or so. How That's much... rather amazing. That's rather amazing the first time in his career. Ever. Yep. Well, he plays through stuff, right? So the times that Adrian Gonzalez has, you know, you've probably seen him have lulls. I imagine that he was, you know, playing through something nagging. Not every time, right? Not every bad streak is just blamed on injury. But I guarantee that times probably from, you know, age 28 on, once he started to get out of his prime, there were, you know, 20, 30 game stretches where other guys might have taken a DL stint. He says, you know what? I'll just, I'll just go through it. And that's, that's some players want to do that. Other players are, are quicker to the DL. And, you know, it, it's, I don't, I don't really have thoughts on it one way or the other. I prefer the Adrian Gonzalez guy because then you get that reliability of 150 plus games every year. But uh, he is going on the DL first time in his career at age 35, so that clears the space for Bellinger. Bellinger's 81% at CBS, so not really available, but then 45 at Yahoo and 35 at ESPN. Still widely available. How much of your budget are you putting on Cody Bellinger this week? Uh, heavy. I mean, if he hits like he's hitting, how does he? How do you possibly send him down? I don't think they do. He, okay, so even even when let's say he comes back, uh, you know. Pretty, pretty close to uh, his time. Let's give him. Let's give him two weeks for Adrian Gonzalez. Even then, even then, I can't. I love Andrew Tolles, man. I really do. I was pretty psyched on him this year. I have several shares. You playing Andrew Tolles over Cody Bellinger? Like, I don't think so, Tim. So then you go Puig, Peterson, and Bellinger for the most part, and you still mix Tolles in. And, and you can give Gonzalez days off and, and, and put Bellinger at first and then Tolls in. So I think that barring a big cold snap, like a freezing cold snap, Bellinger's up for the year. That's that, that's how I'm feeling. I, I agree. I think this is – I mean, th this would be a major, major backlash if they were like, oh, no, we have to find some kind of room for him. That, that's just not going to happen. So I am uh, I'm excited. I mean, we've talked about the fact – that swing is epic. I, I do it's believe so Adrian Gonzalez. I do believe Adrian Gonzalez in Spanish translates into Wally Pip. Um, <laughs> I, I'm a, I mean, what do you? How can you possibly put this guy down if he if he keeps hitting like this? Yeah. And it's it's fun to watch. This is what we want in baseball. We want every year we need to have one of these young stars come up and just mash the baseball. And right now, that's him. Thirty percent 
of your of your remaining fab right now or uh like i don't even know if he's available in my nfbc because i haven't i haven't checked he's got to be gone he has to be gone but let's say if he was last week yeah well let's say he was right i i would expect him to go like over 400 bucks that's exactly what he went last week in my main event. I think 454. I'm pulling it up right now. Hang on. I think he was folks. drafted in my league anyhow. Not that I would have um, chased, four. but I, w- I would have said he he goes like four 410. The crazy thing is 440. Now, the runner-up was 291, so he could have gotten him a little bit cheaper. But this is when the playing time was up in the air. Now that you know what it is... You might have to go at least 50% of your budget. Oh, and he's playing in Colorado this week. Oh, my God. How's, <laughs> how's that even fair? How is that even fair? He will be a, uh, a, a you know, I tell you what, DraftKings and FanDuel better pump up his price or else people are just going to be well, a 5000 He'll be a $5,000 player. Yeah, they will. They always do it at, at Coors Field. Sometimes those sites aren't quick on the, on the young guys who come up and just dominate. But uh, with him going to Coors, they'll get Cody Bellinger's price up. But uh, yeah, I mean, you got to go hard if if you have uh, if you have an opening and and he's still available. I don't know if Bellinger will be available in all your all your leagues. You guys, you know, our listeners definitely play in I bet tougher than average leagues. That's just my guess. Maybe I'm being arrogant to think that, but uh, I stand by it. And um, I think I think Bellinger's gone in a lot of them. But if not, you need to go hard. You need to go really, really hard and try to get him because this dude can be a game changer with the power that he has. There's, there's still risk because he's a young guy, and, and you never know how it's going to go after that first adjustment. I'm willing to take my chances here. The dude is a stud. All right, let's talk pitching. Uh, we got a lot of two-start guys here this week. We got our, our shallow, deep, and super deep. That's kind of based on their on their CBS availability because it, it it kind of trails or it kind of flows into the Yahoo and ESPN availability. The the shallow guys are only going to really be available in Yahoo and ESPN. The uh, the deep league guys are going to be pretty available in all three, and then the super deep guys should be widely available in all three of the uh, the, the the big sites. So let's start with the shallow guys. Pick a couple of your favorites here out of Matt Moore going to the Mets, home to Cincy, Jared Eikhoff. Home to Seattle at Washington, Kendall Graveman at the Angels, or excuse me, home to the Angels at Texas, Antonio Senzatella home twice to the Cubs and Dodgers, LOL, uh, Kevin Gossman home to Washington at KC, Charlie Morton home to Atlanta at the Yankees, and Hasashi Iwakuma at Philly and Toronto. Can I pick Charlie Morton twice and be done with it? Yes. Because I hate the rest of these. I mean, I do too. I am I am so ready to cut Matt Moore in a twelve team NL. I understand and I agree. Um, I mean, he couldn't get. I mean, the Dodgers. We've we've all mocked the Dodgers' inability to hit left-handed pitching, and they beat him like a pinata. And yeah, so that's fair because obviously we are talking about ten and twelve teamers here that we would be picking him up, and so I don't think I really want to get Matt Moore there either. I think Eikhoff is your best bet, and I got to be honest, Eikhoff's really only available in Yahoo. Uh, that's why he still made the list because he's eighty. CBS, 73 Yahoo, and then 40 ESPN. So I, I, I say he's available in ESPN or Yahoo, but 40 ESPN. So if you're in ESPN um, and Eikhoff's available, go for him for sure. Otherwise, I'm with you. Morton is the clear-cut number one choice here, and then get the barf back. Obviously, you can't take Senzatella home twice. No. Home twice alone is bad enough. Cubs and Dodgers, holy Toledo. His uh, his ERA, you know, I think he got rookie of the play. play Rookie pitcher of the month, and uh, he did, know, and and that was nice why it lasted. Because I was uh, say that ERA is. Oof, so when I'm looking when I'm high. looking at the uh, the roster percentages, I, I'm looking at Kevin Gossman and Charlie Morton. Gossman is owned in more CBS leagues, more Yahoo leagues, and more ESPN leagues. Um, folks, I have to ask you why. I I really really do. And and this week, I mean, yes, he's got that sweet matchup against Kansas City, who is. Just terrible this year offensively, they're, they're but he's got to face the he's got to face the Nationals, and it's not worth it's not worth taking it on the chin by the Nationals to then get that Kansas City start, which is why I got to run away from him. Iwakuma may not even pitch because he took a ball off his knee in his last start, oh. and even when he is pitching, he's not 
you know, they say he's day to day. But even when he is pitching, it's not like he is, he's not doing much. He's not getting strikeouts. It's like two, three, or four strikeouts in all of his outings. So if you made me pick a second one, Eikhoff would be it. I, I don't want any, I don't want any of these other guys. Not even the other KG, Kendall Graveman. He has just the one bad start at Minnesota. They roughed him up for six and three and a third. Beyond that, he was really good in April with a 225 ERA through four starts. He allowed two, one, one, and two. Um, home to the Angels at Texas. That's not easy. I'm just trying to I'm, find a second one that's plausible here because, like I said, Eikhoff's really only available to you folks in ESPN. And again, might not even be available. Raven's the only ESPN. one we can consider here. I mean, yeah. I, again, no Sensatella, no Iwakuma, no, no Gosman, and no more. Okay. So Morton, uh, is, is the primary target here. If you can't get him, you might just pass. I, I might have a better name for you coming up here, Jason. So let's just jump into the deep league. Uh, the deep league guys, these are under 60% at CBS. And then, uh, and then pretty, pretty widely available at, at Yahoo and ESPN. Alex Wood, home to Pittsburgh at Colorado. Dang it. That ruins that one. Uh, Blake Snell, home to KC at Boston. That ruins that one. Trevor Bauer at Toronto, uh, and Minnesota. Him being Trevor Bauer ruins that one. Hector Santiago <laughs> at the White Sox at Cleveland and Matt Andres, home to KC at Boston. We've kind of answered ourselves right there. Yeah. So it's, I mean, Hector and somebody Santiago. gave us, and somebody asked, and somebody asked us about, uh, to talk more, uh, a little more about Matt Andrees. Uh, we got it on Twitter request on Friday after his, after his, uh, latest outing where he, where he won again. Um, he's, I take him over Blake Snell. I happen to have both in Tout Wars and, uh, Andrees is the one I'm leaving in the lineup right now. Snell, it really depends on starts. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm hedging my bets this week. I don't know what I'm going to do yet. I really want that KC matchup and the Boston matchup. He pitched really good against them last time Who outside. Did or uh, no, I'm sorry, Snell. Okay. Uh, thanks for a reminder. Um, yeah, I mean, people were like, oh, no, 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 they lost. If you, but on Patriots Day, that was that game where Brad Miller dropped, uh, oh, yeah, what's yeah. the third out. And then 24 pitches later, I mean, Snell was clearly yep. flustered by it. But after that inning, he was just shutting guys down. Boom, 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 boom. So, um, it's kind of, it, it's like, I definitely want Andres, and it's either between Santiago or 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 Snell. I don't want Bauer, uh, and, and I have Bauer and Tal. I have three of these guys in AL Tal Wars, and Bauer is going to ride my bench this week. I am, I just need him to figure out a week where he can get his whip below one six, um, and that week may never happen. Good luck, yeah. But uh, but Andres he's he's pitching better he's he's doing working up with the fastball uh, and he's got what always makes him unique and it's kind of, kind of like the Kyle Hendricks thing is his ability to throw two different changeups I mean he throws one that cuts away from righties and he throws one that fades into him and fades away to lefties so he's got that that and you look at the pitch FX data it's kind of weird to see his changeup. Go there's two, two different, different clusters. Well, there's, yeah, there's two different clusters of changeups there. And even, uh, I, I remember talking with the guys at, at Brooks who do the, they have to go back and clean up his data a lot because it's tough to figure out which one's the cutter and which one's the changeup because he throws, he, he, his changeup looks, I mean, everybody has, they usually throw a circle changeup grip. Um, his, he throws it more, you know, he takes that, that, uh, index finger and, and, curls it under and then he takes his ring and his middle finger and he tucks it along the seam so it kind of looks like uh, i mean i've done an article on it up at a uh, at process report uh dot net and it, it it looks like a uh, he holds it by the horseshoe and the way he throws it it's just very unique and, and so he gets some action on it where it cuts and it fades and that's and the breaking ball is kind of like a third pitch for him but he's really using this fastball nicely up in the zone and getting guys pitching right at the top of the zone I'm saying this as I'm watching um, Marco Estrada another guy who does a really good job of this uh, pitching up in the top of the zone and then getting guys to uh, uh, chases, uh, chase the stuff out of the zone. It's not like Andres has, Andres doesn't have that type of changeup that fades out of the zone though. I mean, he pitches it to the bottom of the zone. I mean, we've seen Estrada bounce changeups up there, uh, when, and guys swing at it. When Andres, um, is allowing homers, what is it? Is it his fastball leaving it up it's, or? It's mostly the, it's mostly fastball mislocation. I mean, one of the things that comes with him is, uh, and he does a lot of this and it really annoys me where he'll get up and account 0-2 and then he nibbles. 
He tries to get guys to expand their zone and they don't expand. And then he, O2 becomes 3-2 or he'll walk a guy or O2, 3-2. And then he has, he's got to come in the zone. Um, so if you want to nibble, nibble on pitch three, if you get up O2, but don't, you know, don't get too cute. And I yeah. think that's where, especially that's when you're bad injuries. I mean, he throws 93. That's his, that's his capacity. So, and his max velocity. So he's still, uh, a number four in a rotation. In an AL, I use him. I drafted him as an SP5 uh, in that case. I think he's usable in 15-team mix the way he is now, particularly the fact that he's a fly ball pitcher and that outfield defense is, is now fully is fully baked. I mean, you've got you've got Souza, you've got Kiermaier, and you've got Colby Rasmus, all three very good defensive outfielders that can cover a lot of ground, so that's going to help him out as well. Um, so I think he's usable in 15-team mix uh, now. I'm still not ready to go 12-team mix, though. Okay. Um, so, uh, Andres, well, uh, is Andres your number one pick then in this yes. group? Yes. I like Hector Santiago. His, his, he is who he is. I mean, he's got 278 ERA still. That's going to be, you know, a, a mid to upper threes by, by season's end. So he's going to have some tough starts. I'm not sure that they're going to come this week though. He's going to the White Sox in Cleveland. That's not an easy one too though. And it's both on the road. So I, I'm not dying to get him. I would be a lot more interested in, in, uh, Alex Wood if he wasn't going to Coors Field. If you have the choice to pick and choose, then you take the, uh, you, you prioritize the Andres and Snell KC starts, the Wood Pittsburgh start, um, and maybe the Bauer Minnesota start. A lot of times you can't do that though. You gotta pick the player. So I agree with you. Like Andres and then Snell I guess is pretty close. You, you made the point about the Patriots Day game. After the, the unearned runs in the, in the second inning, he went three no hit innings to finish that out. But he had 102 pitches at that point. So he couldn't keep going. Even though he was throwing his best baseball in innings three, four, and five, Blake Snell was. So I guess our two picks are the, are the Tampa Bay guys. Um, no, I mean I, I'm willing. I'm willing to go with the last two with Santiago and Andres. Okay, okay. So then, then we'll go Andres, Santiago, Snell, Wood, Bauer yes. for me. I don't know if you're going to go Bauer, Wood, but I, I would rather take my shot on the Colorado start with the good player than yeah. than Bauer. I just I can't I can't do it with Bauer. I, I just can't. Okay, I'm going to put Phil Hughes in my lineup this week over Trevor Bauer. That's where I'm at. Are you sick? Is there something you haven't told me about? Are you, are you, did you contract a mental illness that you have not shared? You're putting Phil Hughes in your lineup? Oh my goodness. Someone Phil Hughes. Him. I had him on my bench this week and he had a good, a good quality start yesterday. Someone tell Jason that it is not 2014. Or was that 2015? Remember when he was hey. good? I fell for that, man. I was so hey. excited. He has four wins for me. 2014. Four. Yeah, he's four and one, dude, with a 432 <laughs> ERA, like, and 138 ERA whip. Like, that's not the end of the world. And you're talking AL only, right? Yeah, I'm talking. Yeah, I'm talking talent. I fabbed. I fabbed him after the first week because I was like, I I need to pick up guys that I can spot start because you know we talked about my very thin pitching plan, mm-hmm. um, and it, so far it's working out well. And I I had uh, Jesse Hahn as my uh, as one of my reserve picks. He's picked well. He's pitched well. In fact, I've left some good starts. Like one week I sat Andrew Triggs and he got bombed in one start, but then he was really good in the second one. Yesterday, not so good at all. Uh, so he was in there. So I had to absorb that one. But uh, I, I have I have I have Brock and I have Davinsky and both picked up saves last night. That's somehow awesome. I'm leading. I'm, somehow I'm leading the league in saves and steals right now. Uh oh. I mean, yeah. this is, this could be a special <laughs> year. You've been doing well. That, yeah, that was only the second bad start for Triggs. Uh, only three of the five runs were earned though in five and a third. So it, it, it was passable. He's got 234 ERA. Still six starts. eight points up on Podhorser. Smash him. Smash your colleague, Mike Podhorser here. Uh, all right. So let's go super deep. These guys are, uh, 35% or lower at CBS, meaning they're just super available at Yahoo and ESPN. Probably with reason because that's 10 and 12 team. You're probably not looking at them there, but desperate times call for desperate measures. There's a lot of guys on the disabled list. So you might be looking at some of these guys in your shallower leagues. Willie Peralta, home for two to Boston and the Mets. AJ Griffin at San Diego, home to Oakland. That's pretty nice. Kyle Freeland, home for two. Never mind. Uh, Adam Conley. Uh, home to St. Louis and Atlanta. Ricky Nolasco at Oakland, home to Detroit. Nate Carnes at Tampa Bay. Oh, that confused me for a second because he used to be on Tampa Bay. At Tampa Bay, home to Baltimore. Luis Perdomo, uh, home to Texas at the White Sox. And Nick Martinez 
at San Diego, home to Oakland? Uh, Nate Carnes is going to be one of those guys. Really liked what I saw in his last outing, uh, six shutout innings, uh, one hit, six, six shutout innings with one hit against the White Sox. Struck out seven, walked one. Um, has got strikeouts of six, five, and seven in his last three games. Uh, you know, did get had hit that ugly game against Texas where he allowed four home runs. Mm-hmm. So if you look at, oh, he's given up six home runs in, in six starts. Yeah, four of them came in one outing. Uh, the last two outings were a little bit, but where obviously the last one was good, uh, really good. And the one before that gave up four runs to the same White Sox. So he came back around and the White came Sox. back around and pitched well. But so he's getting strikeouts and Tampa Bay strikes out more than any team in baseball right now. So that's why I really like this matchup for him. And then the Baltimore matchup, you know, at least it's at home and not in Baltimore. So that's, that's why I like this one best of all these. Um, Adam Conley may be my other one here just because neither of those offenses are, 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 are firing on all cylinders at this point. And they're both in Miami stadium and they're both in Miami as well. So those, those are my two guys, Carnes and Carnes and Conley. So I, I wasn't, I wouldn't normally even include Nick Martinez because I've just never been a Nick Martinez guy. Nicky. But I read Jeff Zimmerman's quick look on him and he came out feeling pretty good about some changes that Nick Martinez has made. What was the new pitch? Um, oh, a Strike? new cutter. A oh. strike. A new strike <laughs> that he found. Uh, it, it's like a slider cutter. He's like, this is a new pitch and it is awesome. That was, that was what, uh, the first line for Jeff. Well, thanks um, for sharing, Jeff. I could have added that to a tracker. Well, the, the, the only problem is, um, he might not have known about it until just now. Like, in, cause it might have been happening in the minors. I oh, guess I'm you can still stuff. add to it. Okay. Okay. I added, I, I added Sean Doolittle's refined slider before Sean Doolittle went on the disabled list with a sore shoulder. Nate Jones was playing with his changeup. Now Nate Jones now is on the disabled list. Yeah, so I'm getting new pitches. Now the only problem was he recommends him. He talks, he speaks, uh, talks up, uh, Nick Martinez. He goes out and gets bombed that night. Seven runs, six earned on nine hits at Houston with three homers. A couple of really bad innings, a bad second inning and a, and a bad sixth inning. But, um, you know, when we're talking this deep, we don't get to be picky. And at San Diego, home to Oakland, that makes both Texas guys, Nick Martinez and A.J. Griffin, pretty intriguing. So I'm actually going to go – let me see something here. What, what's Griffin been doing? I know he's still a home run machine, but can those teams even hit home runs? I'm actually going to go with Griffin over Conley. I love Conley. You know, I'm a big fan of Conley last year. He's been struggling this year. But uh, I'm not going to completely give up on him. He's going to rank here because, uh, like you said, St. Louis and, and Atlanta are not terribly scary. I'm going to go Griffin, Carnes, Martinez, Conley. Those are the okay. ones for me. Um, I can't do Willie Peralta against Boston. Nope. You know, he's really come back to earth. They're putting it to, they hung a 10 spot up on Nick Tepish today, but that is Nick Tepish. It, it, he was very Tepish. I mean, he was oof. It was bad. I do like Luis Perdomo too. He was somebody I've been keeping an eye on for, for super deep leagues. Home to Texas at the White Sox. The White Sox team isn't too bad, but I kind of like him in that mix too. I, I like a, a good number of this group, especially because of the league format that you're probably going to be looking at them. You can afford to, to take more chances. And again, I think you could squeeze some of these up, you know, maybe in some of your 12 teamers where you're really struggling. These two Texas guys with at San Diego and home to Oakland, that's a good setup. So I, I think there are some some decent plays here. Uh, I just don't think that the home run issue for AJ Green, uh, AJ Griffin, excuse me, is really going to be a problem because the two teams that he's facing, they don't hit home runs. They don't hit at all, really. So I think you can get away with him there. That's why I like him. You already covered why Carnes is a good pick, and then Martinez with his new stuff that that uh, Jeff Zimmerman highlighted. Let's take a shot. So don't touch Freeland, no matter what. Ricky Nolasco at Oakland, home to Detroit, no thanks. And then Wiley, good old Wiley Peralta, no thank you as well. By the way, I just saw your G chat joke. So, <laughs> oh, okay, good, good. I just saw it. I'm glad you enjoy that. Sorry, behind the scenes stuff, folks. It's pretty funny. But hey, we didn't even talk about. I guess you guys talked about Corey Kluber um, going down the other day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because Mike actually, Clevenger is starting tomorrow. Well, then we got to talk Clevenger because, uh, you know, he's not going to be a two-star guy. Well, 
Yeah, Saturday or Sunday, he wouldn't be a two star guy. No, I really liked Clevenger last year. He does. He never really got it going. I think he's got good stuff, um, and I, I I still hold out some hope for him. So the fact that he could be filling in here for Kluber intrigues me with Clevenger. He was been in the minors thirty innings of a one fifty ERA and a one ten WHIP with nine point six strikeouts, three walks, similar skills to what he had last year. Like he he. He's finished Triple A. Like, there's nothing else for him to really prove there. But he got knocked around a good bit in the majors. Uh, pitch counts would get run up. He, his sequencing wasn't great. I feel like when he got himself in trouble, he just didn't know how to how to wiggle out, and, and the trouble would usually just kind of continue to snowball on itself. There's a Tigers outing that I'm remembering specifically where he just. Oof, they, they, they just embarrassed him. Um, but it, you know, there were flashes of success. I'm actually pretty intrigued by Clevenger. I would probably put him in this last group that we're talking about, the super deep only. Mm-hmm. But I definitely think you should take a look at Clevenger if you're in a 15-team mixed or beyond. Um, and then again, probably not 12-team, but if you got like seven reserves and you can throw them right on the reserve, I don't know. I think this is a guy who could be an impact pitcher because he's got he's got a lot of stuff. So um I again I think it's deep leagues for Mike Clevenger but that's interesting I'm glad you brought him up. What do he's you the reason him? he's the reason why Trevor Bauer's a two-star pitcher cuz they pushed Bauer back to Monday oh, okay. uh, because of okay. it. Um he's the reason man Marco Estrada is just owning Corey Dickerson today. It wasn't it wasn't even fair. Wow. Uh but uh Clevenger so far in AAA has made 6 starts, 30 innings, 23 hits, 32 strikeouts, 10 walks, uh 3 homers. ERA of 150 uh, in that mix, so I picked. I actually picked him up in Tout Wars two weeks ago. I like because him. I was speculating. I've been trying to figure out, you know, look at it and and try to pick up that guy before kind of the NFBC thing. Get there before everybody else does. That's, that's uh, what you got to do had, it to save to save the money. And I had Nick Birdie, or I had Birdie in there, and then he wasn't hasn't looked so good uh, in his relief appearances lately. So then I started looking, and you know, this was around the time that Josh Tomlin was getting bombed. So I was like, okay, Tomlin's been getting bombed, and maybe they make it, or or Bauer's been getting bombed. So who's next up? And then I'm looking, like, well, Clevenger's pitching well. Let me go ahead and put a spec bid on that because a I own. Trevor Bauer, so I need to have a backup in that case, and that was really the main uh, my main point. So I I took him in a twelve team AL two weeks ago. So I can recommend um, if you're in your own AL league, going to get him. Uh, if you're in a, in a, a fifteen team with a bench, um, going to get him. If you've got a guy out this week, or if you, you know you were the Kluber guy and, and it sucks for you, and you don't want all you have is relievers on your bench, make a play on him. Because uh, he may, he could be up. I mean, if Bauer keeps crap in the bed the way he is, That's perhaps, he can stay. perhaps Clevenger stays and they move Bauer to the bullpen. Yeah, I, I, I dig Clevenger and I love being a year early and I was pretty hyped on him last year. So that could mean big things this year. So keep, keep that in mind, folks. Mike Clevenger, deep league name, jump on it. All right. Let's talk some save situations here because, uh, things are starting to blow up again in, 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 a, in a few spots. Brad Brock obviously going to jump back into the closers role. In, uh, in Baltimore with, with Zach Britton going on the disabled list again with the same forearm tightness issue or forearm strain that he had and just got off the DL4. Uh, Brad Brock's still available. He's on 62% of Yahoo rosters and 42% of ESPN rosters. So he's going to be available. CBS, let me, let me take a peek here. Um, if he is available, what do you, what do you put? Uh, 58% at CBS. So Brock's going to be pretty available here what are you putting on brock in terms of uh in terms of a fab budget let's say you are in need of saves and and you know you either got one guy and that's it or or you've just been piecing it together all year this is if, if you've been piecing it together all year this is the guy you've been waiting for this is this is what you need to pounce on uh, if you spent like 10 bucks on three closers at the draft and and, and you think that your brandon Kinsler and and fernando rodney are going to keep keep this up for you, and Santiago Casilla are going to keep this up for you for the rest of the season. This is a, it's a good idea to make backup plans. I mean, it's not like Brock has been lights out this year. I mean, the strikeout rate's down a little bit. Uh, you know, he's had a couple of hiccup outings, a couple of innings where he's had multiple base runners, mm-hmm. uh, and that's a bit unusual because last year it was just like he was under. come in one, two, three, done, and, and that was it. So he is, uh, and the fact that I have to be aggressive here because I. He probably leads his team in saves the rest of the way. Uh, he could end up with 25 saves because if, if Britain is flying cross country to go see, um, 
Neil the other Elitrash. doctor. That guy. I can never pronounce his name correctly. Um, but if you're going to see that dude, that's the guy. I know he's in Jeff Passan's book as well. So yep. he, they talk about him there. This is the second second opinion that he's had to get because he had the first one. Like, oh, 10 days, no big deal. And he comes right back and it goes right back out. And forearm soreness is just something else screaming in there. It's, it's uh, the fact that he took that time off. Uh, yeah, I am very I'd be if I'm a Britain owner, I'm extremely worried. I'm being very aggressive with Brad Brock. Um, again, this is a guy I targeted in drafts uh, because if I'm going to sit there and badmouth badmouth Britain and say people are overspending on him, I need okay. to be able to at least back it up so yep. I have him in tout and I have him in my home league. Well, that's going to pan out well for you, I think, because it's looking bad for, for uh, Britain. You've already got six saves out of Brock. I agree with you. He could get another 30. I mean, this is your guy, y'all. Uh, I agree with you. This is the game changer here. And here's one of the weird things about Baltimore. I mean, people may think, okay, it's the ALDs. It's a bit tough. Heading into last night, Baltimore had played 27 games in a season, 24 of them in the AL East. Wow. So they have been, and the, and the White Sox are the same thing in the Central. So they've had, people are saying, oh, the White Sox look good this year. Yeah, they're playing a lot of crappy teams in our division for the most part. Yeah, and, the Tigers. Uh, Tigers are amazing, they're, they're, they've been sure. beating up on the Royals. Um, <laughs> they've been, but they've been beating up on the Royals. But here's the, uh, here are the Orioles, 24, they're right there with the Yankees, played 24-27 within the division, and now they're getting, and their, their other three games were against the Reds. They got underrated so now, again. Again. Yeah. I again, didn't do it again, this year. Again. I refused. Uh-oh, Lomo. Lomo yak. Two-run yak. Lomo, dude. Well, he Lomo. just missed the pitch before, unless you're talking about uh, – uh, you must be way ahead of me because I'm looking at a 1-1 oh. count. Oh, there it comes. Yeah, I'm on. Uh, I'm just on the iPad. Yep. So I, I, oh, he I knows when I'm he hits him. It. I'm watching um, on my Roku. Um, he knows when he hits him because he just starts walking him off. He was mad his last at that. But, 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 but has been good this year. And, in fact, we'll, we'll save it because we're actually going to talk about it. I think I put him on the list this week. Yeah, I did. I did, so we'll talk and about... And I didn't ask you to put him on the list No, either. no, we'll talk about Lomo in a little bit. Got a few other safe situations. So Brock is far and away here, right? This is a different level. All these other guys don't even have the job yet, so we're talking about specs, okay? If you yeah. can get Brock, put put your resources there, obviously. Now, if you can't, he's he's taken, he's kept. The guy who had him last time said, you know what, I don't trust the Britain situation. I'm going to sit tight. Here's some guys you could spec on. Justin Wilson in Detroit. Trevor Rosenthal in St. Louis, and Corey Kniebel in Milwaukee. And then we'll talk about the Washington mess on its own here. Wilson, Rosenthal, Kniebel, what do you think? In that order, I mean, I don't know how much longer Detroit can play this K-Rod game. I, I mean, don't know I, either. You could, you could talk about it more than anybody I else. Uh, I don't know how much longer they can play that game, and Wilson's been pitching better. Rosenthal has looked good. I mean, his, his, great. his stuff's back up, and... and and O has not looked good. They could easily make that switch again. Um, so I would say that's like a 1A and 1B. And then Knievel, I think, really hinges on on what they do with Feliz because that team is still – they're playing well. I mean, I, I think I think at the beginning of the season we all saw, oh, they're going to add Feliz. They're going to flip them at the deadline. Why Why should Milwaukee be focusing on the future if, if the now is going as well as it is for them? Exactly. But to that point – 2.8 homers per nine for Feliz. He's got a 5.68 ERA. He hasn't been doing that well. I'm thinking if they're if they're hanging around, if they're doing some things, you know, they don't want to they don't want to blow it up. They're 15 and 15. Wouldn't they put the better guy in at this point, Kniebel, or, or maybe or maybe Jacob Barnes? Like, the, I feel like they've got two options here. Feliz's stuff looks all right in terms of raw stuff. He's back up to 97 on average, but. He's been getting, and he's still getting swings and misses, but he's get, been getting knocked around. And, you know, when you got a 2.8 homer per nine rate, I gotta be honest, like, that's four homers. But as a, as a closer, you can't give up homers. Like, like, that's, that's the worst thing. I think that's almost worse than walks, to be honest, because homers just, they can, they can end the game. They can lose that lead. Yeah. And he's so, given up a home run in three of his last eight. Seven. Three of his last eight appearances I've seen. Yeah. I mean, no, you're right. Sorry, seven. I'm seeing four zeros and a one and a one. I saw a pitch. I saw the game uh, on the, the fourth. I saw that one, and it looked good in that That's outing to me. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it looked good in that one to me. So I've only seen him pitch like twice here of late. This is Natalie um, My thing is if they if they like, if they they believed in Knable, they never would have acquired Feliz. That's fair. Or they're trying to keep his price down. That old thing. 
Maybe. Like. And I, and I, I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. I don't know, like at, at 25 that you like have to worry about keeping Corey. The thing is the home run, the home run to fly ball ratio is only 20%. You would think a little bit reliever, like with four, that his home run to fly balls is like out there in the Aaron, Aaron judge territory where like every other fly ball is gone. No, it's only 20%. So it's not like that far out of line. He's a huge fly ball guy. 65% fly balls this year, which is insane. Not the, not the best ballpark for that, for that kind of fit either. No, no. So, So, um, between Knievel and Barnes, who do you prefer? This Jacob Barnes has Knievel. got a, a 10, 10.0 strikeout rate. They both have walk issues. I agree with you. I think it's Kniebel. I had Kniebel. I had Kniebel last year. I was just mad when they signed Feliz. I'm like, no! Yeah, exactly. A lot of folks were because they thought, okay, it's clear. The path is cleared for Kniebel. Here we go. Let's, let's do this thing. But nah, it's not working that way. So I agree with you. I think it's Brock, uh, Rosenthal and, and Wilson are, are their own class here and then you go down to Knievel and then let's talk about the Washington mess because it remains a disaster. Sean Kelly's been been sick for a while apparently so that's why he hasn't been pitching. Any Romero got a save. Uh, Blake Trinan still exists but obviously they're not doing anything with him. Just what, where, what do you make of the situation? I'm throwing my hands up because I don't even know. What do you make of the situation right now with, uh, with, with the Washington Closer job. That's a good team. So like, just go trade for somebody already, right? Stop being. You have to. I mean, I I, oh, I miss. Pardon me. Go Kelly's ahead. on the DL now. I didn't know. So I, he was sick apparently with, with okay. an illness. Now lower back strain, ten day DL. Probably from all the coughing he's been doing. That's true. Um, so the coughing up leads. I mean, I, I miss any Romero in Tampa Bay because they certainly could use a lefty out of the pen right now that that has like some that. velocity, yeah. and it's just he he's out of options, which is why he's up with the why he's up with the Nationals. Pick and yeah, he is. And it, it's same kind of thing when Felipe Rivera ran out of options. Rays traded him. Hey, he looks well too. Wait, and the Romero's Rays had Romero. Oh yeah, they had Felipe Rivero, Andy Romero, and they Alex Colomay all came up at the same time together. They couldn't figure out something to do with Rivero. That guy's awesome. All, all through the farm system together. At one point, Romero was the highest ranked of all of them. I remember uh, like, that. Go back like the 2012 BA handbook. It was Romero, uh, it was Colomay, and it was Rivero. That so should all three be of all three of them bullpen. out. Yeah, it should be. Um, I mean, the, the fastball velocity is never the problem with Romero, and he actually his secondary. I mean, his his cutter is good too when he can locate it. But that was his problem last year, as he couldn't get ahead enough to use it. He'd be down two o, three o, three one, and that's uh, that's why I can't recommend any of this. It's just maybe Trinan. Maybe they get they come back around that back to Trinan that way, but make a trade already. What if about, you got a guy, uh, I don't know if any of these guys have ten saves the rest of the way. I said I had to. I filled in on a bullpen report the other day, and I was talking about when Andy Romero got his save, and I still believe that the saves leader for this team is not on the team. Um, Matt Albert said got that a before save. the season. Yeah, well, Matt Albert yeah. got his first career save. We've been saying that for a minute. Yeah, Matt Albert's got his first career save. Is he an option here, or is this no. just okay? Okay, I'm just asking. Jeez. No. but here's the funny. I mean, Matt Albers has pitched. I remember I saw Brett, uh, Brett Ben Lindbergh making a big deal about this last yes. night. Matt Albers has pitched in 461. It, it took him 461 games to get his first save. Isn't that crazy? And all, all but 23 four. of those, 24, have been in uh, relief. Yes. So basically over 400 games, uh, as a reliever and never even, never even had, well, he had some blown, some finished of those BS 103 games. Yeah. 103 games finished and none of those were a save. That's kind of crazy at age 34 to get your first career save as a 12 year veteran. I don't think Matt Albers, I don't, here's what, here's what I'm going to say. I wouldn't mess with it at all. I wouldn't spend any resources on this stupid bullpen anymore. Go try to get Wilson. Go try to get Rosenthal, you know, Trade for some fab to get Brock. I, I'm done. Until they get the closer that, you know, they go trade for somebody. I'm done. All right. Let's move on to hitters. So we're going to do a little bit differently this week. Well, no, it's, I guess it's kind of the same as last week, but, uh, instead of having like a section of players to cut, I've got a couple suggestions here for outfield, uh, corner and then an infielder. Now, cutting Kevin Kiermeyer or Curtis Granderson. And you gotta talk about Kiermaier. I know you're gonna pick Granderson, but you gotta talk about both. 
For Kevin Pillar, Matt Holliday, Delano DeShields, Aaron Altair, Domingo Santana. Rank those guys for me. Rank those five, please. Holiday, Pilar, DeShields. Okay. And then the other two, toss up, Altair. Toss up. I mean, we talked, we talked enough about Pilar last week. I would say Holiday, just where, how he sits in that lineup. And this is what we liked about Holiday going to Yankee Stadium was the fact he was going to be hitting cleanup as a DH in that lineup. And if everything could stay healthy around him, he should have a lot of opportunities to drive and run. He's so available. I, I I am too because he's hitting the ball well. Yeah. At least when I've seen him, I I can't I couldn't even begin to guess at a at a slash line for him right now. I got But I've you. watched a number I've watched a number of games and I like what I see. Here's the thing: I put Matt Holiday on here. Some of you are probably like, "What the hell?" Fifty six at CBS, sixty one at Yahoo, and twenty eight at ESPN. Despite hitting two sixty six, three eighty five, five nineteen with five homers, eighteen ribs, only nine runs scored. That's not really his fault. I'm surprised he's so widely available. I agree he's the number one. That's um, that's nuts. That is nuts that he's available in 44% of CBS leagues. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. And, again, I assume you're cutting Granderson yes. between the two. Oh, I'd that, cut both of them. That, okay, I mean, Kevin so Kiermaier talk, looks like – Talk about Kiermaier. Let's get to PG-13, but Kevin Kiermaier looks like shit this year. <laughs> There's no other way. He looks terrible. Uh, he can't – he got hit in the hand yesterday in the game. He's getting singles, but he's back to his old habits of, of trying to pull stuff on the outside, going up for pitches that he that he can't get out of the yard. And so right now, pitchers are just attacking him with stuff away, and he's rolling got a lot of four three put outs and lazy fly balls. And it's been and he yeah he was sick at one stretch of that. So if you want to write, there was a stretch where he struck out that had back to back hat tricks, and he left both games. He was sick, so I'll give him that. But since that time, it just I see the same bad habits with him again and again and again. I, I just I keep waiting for it to come around. And I don't see any signs of it coming at him coming out of it. And if you can't get that's on base, you ain't running. Yeah, <laughs> that's, exactly. That's that's unfortunate. I, I'm I'm Holiday DeShields Pilar, so I, I flipped those two. I'm a DeShields guy though, so um, that's not too surprising. I like Altair. I just don't know that the playing time is fully guaranteed yet, or else he would be in the mix a little bit more. Let me see. I think he's been getting more playing time. Kiermaier's strikeout rate's up to 25% this year. It was can't that's, have that for him. I mean, it, 26, I'm sorry, 26 up from 18 each of the past two years. No, and and this, it doesn't really show if you look at, you know, he's not chasing pitches out of the zone. He's not uh, swinging any more frequently than he did last year. Uh, he's making a tad l- less contact um, out of the zone. Uh, but he's seeing enough pitches in the zone, and he's not his swing at his swinging strike rate is up about a percentage point. It's the types of pitches that he's choosing to attack is what's getting him out. And it, it's been a critique of my, it's a critique of mine that I've had of him for a number of years. And it just at, at this point, I give up. I'm not going to say, dude, just start spraying the ball the other way because he doesn't do it. You're done with Kiermaier for now. He's gotcha. DTM, which means he's going to be a badass next year. Ooh, yeah, that means he's going to be lit. Um, I'm actually going to get Althair into this mix here. He started eight of his last ten games. Uh, he started all the games here in in May for Philly. So he's playing. The playing time is there. Howie Kendrick on the DL. It's uh, Altair, uh, Oduble, and, and Michael Saunders in the outfield. So I'm actually going to get him right in that mix with Pilar and DeShields. And then uh, I, I, I've got I've got nothing against Santana. I guess he should be right there too. I guess my, let me see, let's see here. Yeah, he's got an 816 OPS with five homers, three stolen bases. I don't know that I have a lot of separation between DeShields, Pilar, Altair, and Santana. I really, I, I'm sorry, it's a little bit of a cop out, but I would say per- preference there, because I, I just don't see a lot of separation between them. I think if you need the pure speed, you go DeShields. If you want a little bit of power with your speed, you start to look at Santiago, uh, or, or excuse me, Santana or Altair. Pilar's doing a little bit of both too, and the guaranteed playing time there is for him. So if you don't want to risk playing time, I think Pilar uh, jumps into the mix there. But at Holiday's least, at the least, uh, yes, and at least the, the Texas outfield situation is cleaning up on us because Profar is down in AAA. So now yes. it's just a matter of DeShields and Rua, and I'll take DeShields because we said he doesn't need playing time to have value as long as he's running. Well, now he's got playing time and yes. he's running. I agree. So, yes. I agree. Okay, so I like that group. I think you can get a couple out of that group. If, you, if you're in trouble and you need a lot of pickups there, those guys are widely available in all leagues, even Pilar, 56% at CBS. So both those guys are, are pretty widely available. Let's go over to uh, the corner, and it's a DL guy. 
So you might just be able to put them on your DL, but DLs are starting to get tight. And so I could see somebody cutting Adrian Gonzalez. Um, obviously if you could for Bellinger, feel, you know, obviously do that, but I don't think that that's going to be as, as available. So I'm looking at cutting Adrian Gonzalez for Josh Bell, Yonder Alonso, and Logan Morrison. What do you think of that group? Um, put me on the Alonso. Yeah. Put me on team Alonso. Got you on board. You weren't still yeah. on board last week. I was not, but yeah, put me on team Alonzo. Good. I like it. Um, and are, and are you okay to cut Adrian Gonzalez in situations where your DL is full of studs? I, I'm tired of waiting. I mean, that, that's the issue. I mean, there's so many guys in the DL. If your league's not changing the rules, I mean, what? You got to make a move. Right. I mean, how, what's, what kind of gap is there going to be a, a huge gap? Gonzalez going to be out what? Two weeks, three weeks. How long is he going to be out? I mean, it's it's on the ten day right now. I didn't hear that it was going to be beyond that yet, but I think I think it's going to be a couple weeks to start. So, I mean, add add stats to Morrison or Alonzo for three weeks, and how much different is that to what Gonzalez is going to give you the rest of the way? Exactly, exactly. Uh, any love for Josh Bell, who's starting to show some punch? That's what's been intriguing me. He's hitting some homers. Uh, he's got five now. And that was my big concern was, was this guy going to hit for any power? Now, he had three and 152 plate appearances last year. He's got five and 102 this year. Don't know if it's a hot spurt or something changing. I've always liked Josh Bell, but I've always been wondering, you know, is he going to be more James Loney where he's that, uh, you know, good OBP average, but but not so much. Well, actually, James Loney is a bad comparison because James Loney could play defense. I don't know that Josh Bell can, but you know what I mean, the hitting profile. I'm I'm Team Alonzo as well, but I might go Bell over Morrison, and I will freely admit to you and everybody that it could be because I hate Logan Morrison's <laughs> stupid face. Yeah. I mean, he was Morrison was doing well early in April. Uh, you know, his last couple, he's had a couple of home runs here. He's hitting for more power this year. I'll give him that. Exactly. He um, looks a little healthier. So he, he looks healthier. I do. You do have to worry that once Wilson Ramos comes back into the picture, it's going to cut into his playing time. Okay. Perhaps it goes to a platoon situation because right now there are times when Morrison's playing against lefties and he shouldn't be. Correct. Uh, so that when when Ramos comes back, it's not going to be behind the plate full time. Uh, I don't think his leg's going to be fully up fully up for that. So you could see. You could see uh, him doing it. You could see Beckham playing some first base as Matt Duffy comes back. I mean, they they just added Rasmus back, which really didn't affect anything because they were playing Shane Peterson um, out there, and so he just inserts in that spot. But once Duffy comes back, it's it's going to be tough for them to pull Beckham out of the out of the lineup and cut it because he's been one of their better bats this year. He's hitting for power, hitting for average. Uh, hasn't done the dumb stuff that's got him in trouble in the past. Did you know? Uh, Go ahead. That, uh, that Tim Beckham, former number one overall pick. Never heard that story before. Yeah. No way. Really? Crazy. Grab a Boom. seat for this one. Mind blown. Number five pick that year was Buster Posey. <laughs> Haven't you guys had trouble at catcher? I feel like you guys. Not, not anymore. Derek Norris is shutting it down this year. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's kind of where the, uh, playing time. I'm, I'm worried about his playing time moving forward. I don't see that happening in Oakland, although, um, Alonzo is not getting much help in the Oakland offense. True. And you gotta, you gotta think some of that's gonna get better here, uh, cause they can't be that bad forever. But they're let's trying. Not for their sake. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Let's, uh, let's move on to our, our middle infielder then. Um, are you gonna cut Alex Bregman for any of Marlon Gonzalez, Josh Harrison, Aaron Perez, who we talked about last week, but he's still not super owned. Ryan Schimpf, or let me get Tim Beckham in there. I didn't have him on the list, but you mentioned how well he's doing, and I went and looked, and I'm like, damn, he is doing pretty well. So throw how Tim Beckham in cut, there. How do you cut Alex Bregman? I, I'm just, just asking. I know, asking. but I, I – so my first answer is no, I'm not cutting him. Okay, but let me counterpoint it's before you really go. T- okay, go ahead. 265, 360, 316, no power. Big piece came out before the season started by Tony Blangino talking about poor contact. Yeah. And Bregman was a, a, a centerpiece of that. It caught a lot of folks' attention that he uh, doesn't profile well in terms of hitting the ball hard. That seems to be coming to fruition a month plus in. In concert with that, are you are you are you concerned at all? Like, what, where's the power? What's going on? Should be, but still, 
when you remember what everybody was saying about him preseason and you know how the type of hitter he was, I don't know if anybody thought he was going to be a. Uh, I I really thought of him as an average, uh, as a batting hitting average for average, guy. yes, batting average guy. And therefore, if he's going to, and he knows how to get on base, so that should put him up high in the lineup and hit for runs. Well, that hasn't all come to fruition. Uh, you know, Marwin Gonzalez is just destroying a baseball right now. Uh, and people yeah, have talked yeah. about how he looks different at the plate. Now there was, he had a run of this last year because he was on my Tout Wars team and I had him, I remember I got into a bidding war because six. I wanted the, I wanted the, I got him for six and I wanted the position flexibility and I was mad at myself, but then he got off to a really good start last year and then he went ice, ice, ice cold. Um, after that, and he was bad. So I, that could happen here again. But he, I mean, he's out there hunting for fastballs right now. And he's, when he gets them, he's making guys pay. Um, and if you, if you can maybe not cut Alex Bregman, but if you can bench Alex Bregman and, and make a run at this, especially if, if Marvin Gonzalez is available in over half of CBS leagues right now, mm-hmm. um, you gotta play, you gotta play the hot hand here, uh, and, and make that run. And why I believe in Bregman's talent. Um, I'm not gonna keep him in my lineup because and, and overlook somebody who's playing really well right now. And that could make that could be the case for Gonzalez. That could be the case for um, Perez. That could be the case case for Beckham as he just strikes out looking. All right, um, <laughs> no love for Schimpf because he hits like 105 with with all his homers. It's Pretty just, much, it's just too much. Like even Chris Carter's embarrassed for Ryan Schimpf in terms of. His bad. Oh, I made a trade for Chris Carter this week. He is on my team. Woohoo! Oh, there's a, a, by the way, on a note on Josh Harrison, there was a, uh, if you listen to the, uh, the StatCast podcast, they had a, they were talking about, um, expected weighted, weighted on base average and guys that were underperforming and underperforming. And, um, they mentioned Josh Harrison as one of the overperformers. Oh, okay. just as a heads up. So, re- so relax a little bit on the Josh Harrison love, perhaps. Perhaps. They're not saying definitive, like he's automatically going to fall apart, but something to keep an eye on. I listened to it in the car, the plane. uh, I guess it came out Thursday. I was listening to it, and they mentioned Josh Harrison was one of their guys. They did mention James McCann was one of the underperformers. Yeah. Which is why I tried to make a trade for him this week in my home league and eventually had to settle for Steven Vogt because I had had to replace beef in my lineup. So I was getting trying to get a catcher throw into a deal where I gave up most of my farm for Jose Altuve and Chris Carter. And I was like, I want McCann. No. I want McCann. No. Fine, I'll take vote. Fine, I'll take vote. That's not bad, though. That's not a bad concept. But I went with the flags fly forever, man. I traded Glaber Torres and and Brent Honeywell in a deal. I dig it, man. Win that league. Win that league, man. I, I am all about flags fly forever. Always have been. So I, I, I love it. All right. Marwin Gonzalez, Josh Harrison, Aaron Perez, Ryan Schimpf, Tim Beckham. Give me your top three. Uh, Gonzalez, Perez, and Beckham. Beckham. I thought okay because he's still going to play for at least the rest of the month Matt Duffy is still just doing running drills yeah I, I would have said Harrison before we did the show because I didn't even have Beckham on the list then I went and looked at his numbers and I'm pretty intrigued by the fact that he, he's hitting a bit here uh Tim Beckham is and I believe that uh some of it's actually coming against righties he's been better against righties this year five of the six homers and he used to be kind of a lefty killer now he's starting to hit a bit against righties, so I'm with you. I'm going to put the same three there. Schimpf, again, just too low on the batting average. If you really need power, I guess you can put him in, but nah. Uh, I wouldn't cut Bregman either. I, I'm not saying like I put it on there for shock value or whatever. I put it, I put him on there so that we would talk about him and, and kind of get your idea of, of where he's at. I liked Bregman this year. I, I was in on it, and I got questions like, oh, did you read Tony Bongino's piece? I'm like, yeah, I did. It's just I'm not that worried about it. Um so I didn't, I didn't. I have zero shares of him, but I know, I know he was going like 20, 21, 22. People were taking him really high. I remember seeing a lot of that. It's like, you know, I like him, but I was like, wow. Now people he was were get, really buying he was in there. Run up. He and uh, Benintendi were, and of course Benintendi looks, looks like it was worth it, but uh, Bregman, not so much here. If you believed in Bregman a month ago, you should go out and trade for him, right? If you didn't get him, because yes. a month should not completely change. Again, if you were a believer, right, if you weren't, idea. then that's fine. Stay skeptical. That's okay. But if you believed a month here should not change you that much. And it's not like he's hitting 105. He's still getting his hits. It's just whether or not that power is going to come. All right, exactly. Jason, that's, that's actually going to end it there. Uh, we're in under an hour. We are picking up the pace a little bit here. Which, uh, I think is good, giving people under an hour to, to get the, uh, the, this dope information. I hope it's dope for them. But, uh, anybody else that we didn't talk about that you wanted to get mentioned? 
Um, I think we ran the gamut, uh, so I, I, I might have done a yeah, good I'm job to, with the list. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm trying to think of, of things I observed in game. Oh, I know who. Um, Alex Meyer. Uh, I watched him pitch on Friday night, and uh, yeah, that's not going to work out well. Uh, he can still he can still bring the velocity. I mean, he was hitting 96, 97, touch 98. Yeah. Uh, but his secondary pitch is just he doesn't have one that he no. can throw for strikes and it was and he ended up getting hit hard early in that game he was holding his own but then the second time through guys are like oh yeah all you do is throw fastballs we got you <laughs> and so it's yeah you know, he he was getting hit hard in triple a they brought him up because of tyler skaggs and he did not look good in that, in that outing uh the other night so Ooh, I, I got I, one too i moved i moved him actually you know, he was part of a three for three trade night i got matt latos back in return just because it was a three for three, and so Meyer gets bombed, Latos gets DFA'd. I'm like, well, that worked out well because I was, uh, say, that, I, was I was trading for, for a, I was trading for a I needed to pick up a starting pitcher, so I forgot who I traded, but it was a it was a net wash in that in that deal. That three for three quickly became a two for two. Yeah, because uh, there's no way that that guy's going to keep Meyer if he wants to win. I've got one former teammate of Meyer that I think will be will be coming up soon, um, Jose Barrios. It's looking like the fifth starter role is going to come up next weekend, I think against Cleveland, and he could be in line to get it. I think, I think they gave it to Nick Tepes today and he got destroyed. And that was, that was absolutely brutal. So maybe they learned that. No, don't do that. That's that's yeah. a bad idea. That's a bad well, twins. Well, here was the trade. I needed an outfielder because I lost Mitch Haniger and uh, and then Profar went down. So I traded Alex Cobb, Whit Merrifield, and uh, Alex Meyer for Colby Rasmus, Seth Smith, and Matt Latos. So it ends up being Rasmus and Smith for Cobb and Merrifield. Oh yeah, I can dig it. I can dig it. Um, you know, oh. I tried to get Seth Smith in multiple leagues. The only league I got him was in Tout. He's been leading off against righties. I love that. Yep, that's exactly I, what I thought he would do too. I yeah, mean, he's, we it, it hasn't about that. all come out together. I mean, he's only got ten runs scored. I thought he'd have a little more than that, but but if they I, keep I, letting I, him do that. I was starting. I was. I had Boog Powell and Chase Darnell in my outfield. This is an 11 team <laughs> AL. So I was like, holy I hell, somebody. Uh, and so I figured, you know, what? I'm going to take a shot. I ended up picking up Joe Musgrove the day he got bombed by the Rangers right after I made the deal. He was thrown into a deal for me. Um, so I ended up getting that and I sw- basically swapped Musgrove out for Cobb. Uh, or Musgrove in for Cobb and in this whole situation, but I needed, I needed outfielders. Cause my pitching was pretty decent. Cause I, and this was obviously before I lost James Paxton, Paxton the injury too. <sighs> So yeah, it was Man. rough. So, but freaking. still in first in talent, eight point lead right there. So something's going well. That's good. That's good. And uh, we're doing we're doing all right in in labor. In fact, let me pull it up real fast. We'll end on we'll end on telling them where yeah, we're supposed to update people how we're doing, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. We, generally speaking, we should do that. Oh, what happened to my link here? We got link at least we got busted. Ian Desmond back. We, we're starting to get some guys. I can't get to the website. So oh, I'm getting in there. Hold on a second. Um, we are in. We are in fifth place at 89 points. We are uh, up. up Zinkies at 117. Ronis at 107.5. Roto Experts, I believe it's Sealy at 101. Gardner's at 97.5. And then we are fifth, um, which again, which is not bad considering who we we don't have in our lineup. Which is, yeah, which so many guys. But Desmond's finally back. Forsythe, Hanniger, Peterson, and Price. Uh, We lost Paxton. Paxton. (laughs) I mean, Forsythe got bad news. (sighs) We're making it work, though. We're making it work. We didn't cut Cotton. We we put him on the bench for a week. But uh, we didn't cut him because, you know, still got some confidence. Nice to see him get 9Ks. I think I think we still got a chance here. Aaron Altair's been been hitting well for us. We've been we've been benefiting. Oh on that. man, we left Steve Pierce on the bench this week. Oof, yeah, I know. That's tough. I know. Of course, he goes off. He wasn't hitting my weight for crying out loud before this week, and, and of course, he has a huge week. Is he outfield eligible? Yes, he is. Could I, I could have put him in for Enrique, but I I didn't. You know, I, I didn't know. Yes. I, I First base didn't. corner outfield eligible. Didn't know he was ready to go off. Yep, it was. I, he's brutal. in my home league lineup because I had to. There's somebody else I had to cover too, so I'm like, fine, I'm gonna throw him in there, and he he was, you know, great uh, this week. So he uh, that was a that was a nice thing. So we'll see what we can do in in, in labor, but fifth place. We're, happy, we're in again, striking distance. Happy we're, considering I mean, all the dudes that we have out. We need exactly. to get gold, we need to get one more Flores. Um, we gotta get Flores, Valbuena, and um, Peterson I, I, active. 
Oh, Valbuena, we can cut. Yeah, I was gonna say we'll cut Valbuena, and we can actually cut Peralta and. Cool. Oh, I can cut. Oh, I can cut Revere too to make room. I'm done with that guy. Oh yeah, he's that not doing that's any, not working. anything. I thought I thought he was gonna get him get himself back on track and, and be a steals guy again. And it we, just, should, we need to fab some hitter, fab yeah, some hitting. I agree. All right, well I'm gonna let you go, and uh, we'll uh, we good next week. Uh, next week, yes, on Saturday we will be good. Excellent. All right, Jason. Well, I'll talk to yeah, you. Later. Like, wait, next weekend's Mother's Day, but yeah, um, Saturdays good on are Saturday, and then yeah, all all day for mom on Sunday. Indeed. All right, bud. Talk to you later. All right, ma'am. See you. Bye.